Hey, hey, what's going on, good people? This is MC Still with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. Good to have you here. This is the Boom Bap Chat. We got a great guest, a legendary producer in the house tonight. And, you know, more importantly, in just the world of being humans, we have a good person in the house tonight, right. which is really cool. Uh, before we introduce him, I do want to say if you're in Cincinnati or if you come visit, you know, with your mask on and all that, make sure you check out everybody's records over in Pleasant Hill. They got dope records, tapes, all that. So check that out, please. Um, and if, if you can't make it over to Cincinnati, just uh, go online to everybody'srecords.com and buy you some good music that way. So tonight on the show, I want to welcome, this is a legendary producer. This producer is responsible for some of my favorite songs. Uh, favorite beats. He's he's done beats for all kinds of artists. We're going to get into all that, but please welcome to the Boom Bap Chat, the one and only Sean J, period. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it, brothers. Yeah, yeah. No doubt, man. Yes. Welcome, man. How are you tonight? Uh, doing well, man. Thank you, and yeah. definitely a pleasure to be with you all. Great, man. It's, it's great to have you, man. It's an honor. Also Thank in the you. room, as always, we have Profound. Profound, how you doing, man? Doing well, brother, too. How you doing, brother? I'm doing okay. And behind the scenes, you can't see him, but he's always with us. We have Neville in the place. Neville, if you want to say what's up, you can. Hey, people, live and direct, live and direct. Well, one thing we like to do in the Boom Bap chat um, is show appreciation. And, mm, you know, just want to give you your flowers in that, you know, at, as someone that, like, you know, I, I, I loved hip hop music in the 90s. I love the music that's coming out now on the, the Boom Bap tip, but mm. that's my favorite era. And I feel like, you know, you, you were there from the very beginning, you know, with your group days. Mm -hmm. As hip hop kind of evolved in the 90s, I feel like some of it went kind of the, you know, the glossy, shiny, you know, puffy direction. And then there was this other set this underground set, the raucous and all that. like, And I feel like you were right in the middle of all of that. And just your sound, you, ha you had a unique sound and you just had so many beats and so many songs that were just like, oh man, that's so dope. And I remember you were, um, you, you were one of those producers for me when if I went to the record store and I turned it over and I saw your name on the, on the credits, I would buy the album. You know, there wasn't a lot Appreciate of producers that, like that, but you were one of them. So I just want to, yeah, just show you some love. Appreciate you for the incredible music you've made over the years. And then when I met you and you were down to earth and just real cool and humble, it was like, oh, this is even better. He's a cool dude too, makes great music. And he's a cool dude. Yeah. So salute to yeah. you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And also at the, on the show, we have Iomas Marad. Iomas, how are you, man? You're muted. How are you? There you go. What's going on? Oh, man. What's, good, What's up, brother? Peace, peace, man. Hey, good man. To see you. Good to see you, man. So <laughs> I want to I want to start um, at the beginning. Well, not at the beginning, beginning. But you were, before you were Sean J. Period, the producer, mm -hmm. you had, you were in a rap group rapping. Right, correct. Can you, tell, can you tell us a little bit about that group, how it came together and, and, and the name of it and all that? Yeah, well, I still was actually Sean J. Period. Um, okay. in the group right uh but the group is called down south we're um from richmond virginia and it was my cousin jeremy and uh the deep uh, he was soda pop i think name was in the group and dj mayor he actually lived in virginia but he was from new york mm -hmm. so we started the group 
uh, in Virginia. We all were in college, you know, at that point. Um, well, high school, actually. I went to high school with um, the DJ, and then we formed a group. And eventually, through the relationships that Mayor had with uh, Bobito, you know, the Stretch and Bobito show and stuff like that. But yeah. Bobito, they worked at Def Jam um, doing interns and being interns and stuff. And that's how we actually got out exposure because uh the demo he gave to bobito and then stretch was a and r for big beat atlantic and then so through that relationship we got signed uh and we came to new york in 1992 92 and when did the and you put out an album right yes so the album came out all right so we came 92 the album came out i think three years later which is that's a whole other thing you know what i mean timing or two maybe two 90, maybe 94 I can't even remember that it's like but it's it would look it took at least two years I know that yeah um but the great thing about the album was and then uh Rob Reef too low he became the A&R and we were exposed to a lot of different producers so we from a production standpoint I didn't come to New York to be a producer you know I mean I production was just more of a function of yeah. having something to rap over you right. know and but then we we sat at, I mean, I was able to sit at the feet of like the beat nuts and, mm. you know, all of them, T-Ray, you know, and all of these different folks. And it was like, I didn't realize it at the time, but just how much, you know, they helped me, you know, and then even to the point where I end up buying uh, Vic from the um, beat nuts, his SP. So that SP oh, wow. is what I ended up using for, you know, a lot of like the most F stuff and, yeah. you know, things. Cause I came to New York, when we came to New York, came with Insonic. Uh, um, EPS 16 plus. So that's why I was, you know, producing on initially. So it just was a great opportunity to, you know, just meet a bunch of folks, you know, in New York and, and stretch was big in the DJ scene. So we would go everywhere with them. So we just met so many people, you know, through those relationships. Yeah. So like looking back at it now, like, you know, you talk about like the beat nuts and most stuff, like I, I think I'd be somewhat starstruck, you know, meeting these folks, but back then before they were, as big as they were, did it, was there a feeling of like, oh, these are, these are the guys, like these are, you know, incredible artists, or did it feel more like you were all kind of in the same, same, know, same thing? We just, to, I mean, trying to make it. We all, yeah, they may be a little bit older, but we all, I mean, obviously they were teaching us, so they did have, you know, like a track record ahead of us, right? Mm -hmm. But it never really felt like you never didn't you didn't feel enamored like oh man you know now we may have felt enamored for let's say when snoop would come to the east coast like you know what i mean certain artists you know what i mean but from the production side um you know you had your producers you know you had the premieres and the, the different things but like the beat nuts i wasn't exposed to them mm -hmm. until we start working with them yeah. so i didn't have that but then when i recognized you know you know, just the prolific work that they were doing. I'm right. like, oh gosh, man. You know what I mean? So right. I, I look back on it. And even when I talked to Juju um, about a year ago now, cause we did like some event and stuff like that uh, a little bit over a year actually. And it, it just was like, it, the fact that the love is still there, like you, you cannot talk to people for a while, but it just really, it really yeah. shows you don't always make friends in the business you know what i mean you make associates you know like yeah. anything you you right. play volleyball and you're friends with them for the time you're, you're good you know what i mean but i was able to make some like really good friends and stuff that we could still pick up you yeah. know and go from there so it was awesome man who who are some friends you know from that era that you still keep up with today um elder sensei i talked to him man I talked to him oh. the other day you know what i mean talked to him a lot um high tech uh talked to him a couple of months ago like you know different people um 
uh, Matt Fingers, he ran Guess Wild Records. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Talked to him a lot. Really good friend. Um, my friend Mac uh, from the Aboriginal. Just, I mean, there's a bunch of folks, really, you know. But I, I kind of went, as you and I met, you and I met um, when I had kind of pulled back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we met um, when I was working in the church and stuff like that at the time, whatever. But you, that was when I counted like, like the backside of, of the desert moment. Like I was backside of Brooklyn. Like I kind of yeah. was in New York, but I was just married. I was over in another spot. And it was, it was just like the one thing I look back on and I actually do regret is that I didn't um, actively pursue relationships with more people, like we're good. Like I could see different people, you know, even with most, most and I, you know, we're good. But like, as he was, you know, doing his trajectory, you know, was going in a different place, you know, with Black Star, cause I did yeah. the Black Star stuff. But after that, that's when I, you know, I parted ways, you know, I had stopped yeah. sampling and we can kind of get into that stuff like that, how we, um, you know, moved apart and stuff. But it was, you know, Talib, I mean, I, I, all those guys, I talked to them. And it's just like, I look back on it and I could have done a better job at just, you know, picking up the phone more, but, you know, you know, you kind of yeah. get in your zone and, you know, in, in your life and you, you know, it just, and, and, you know, I am and I, we were talking um, yesterday, just sometime, man, like your personality, you can like, I love being around people, but I, I can be with myself and I'm good too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, but, but we can't let that be at default. You know yeah. what I mean? Because we clearly we weren't designed to be loners. You know right. what I mean? We're yeah. not we're not even on this platform with, because we didn't design this. We didn't make these devices like, right. you know, humans are designed to com- be interactive and communicate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just something that I look back on and I could have done a better job. I did. OK. You know, what I mean, yeah. and, and, and fortunately, be able to pick up relationships and, you know, just show each other love and just appreciation. So. It sounds like you didn't, it's not that you did anything, you know, spiteful or mean spirited. No. It was just that you kind of pulled back a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Right? definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, when, when you don't, you know, burn bridges, you just withdraw a little bit. It seems like you yeah. can pick those back up, you know. Yeah, and I'm able to pick back up with any of them, man. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, see, I don't, I don't see myself with any, you know, enemies per se, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so, no, nah, but it, it's all love, it's all love. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that's great. So, the 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 album that you did as a group what happened after that album because that was the only album from that group correct yeah the only album yeah okay. we were we were signed um mm-hmm. album came out southern comfort single mm-hmm. video so we were able to experience the whole get signed process you know with the right. deal the advances and the, yeah, yeah you know whatever that is um and then we were dropped from the label and i think a lot of all of us kind of went through micro depressions. Like it mm. was just, cause it was weird. It was like, because you had trust your, you know, it was the thing. It was like, get a deal. That was like the, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the shiny gold object, object right. you know what I mean? And when you go through and you recognize that it's a business for them, you know? And when, when they're signing, you know, 10 groups and they spend, put the money behind it, but then the realistic, the, you know, statistically only really two of the groups are going to be, you know, breakout successes. And then the other eight are really write-offs to two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they spend the money and you get some exposure, but um, it, it was definitely a learning experience. And I think that after that is really when I got into production, you mm. know? Um, and it is, and I remember like Rob and Stretchham, they were the ones who really said, hey, you need to think about this, right? right. You need to think about producing. 
And I'm like, no, no, no. I came to New York to be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And but but that advice, along with just watching my natural, you know, desire to, to grow as a producer, you know, that's what really brought me, you know, you know, took me on that path. Yeah. You, you said that you, there was some micro depression was mm. was producing what pulled you out of that. Was there something else that helped you overcome that phase? Um, I mean, I think that I would have to say yes, because it was. I mean, anytime someone experiences depression, it's just really, you know, it's the loss or the seeping out of hope. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Suicide same. is really someone just saying it's hopeless. Right. And nothing technically is hopeless. You know what I'm saying? So, but we did experience it because it was yeah. like we, we entrusted ourselves to this entity and they made a decision. I'm not even mad at the decision. We weren't yeah. selling as much or whatever. That's fine. Right. But it just, it, you know, disappointment never comes you know it's not based upon what you find it's based upon what you expect it to find and we just expect it differently and it just we had to manage expectations but the music definitely helped um because it gave me something to pull pull me forward you know what i mean and the other guys got into sports and fashion so each of us found our thing that pulled us forward you know yeah. what i mean yeah so Yo, that's yeah. I really resonate with that idea of expectation. Like, man, that 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 can that can mess you up. Expectations. Um, before before we move on to some production questions, Iomas, Profan, y'all got anything? I was get. I got production questions. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Iomas, anything on your mind? No. Uh, just listening. I just love. I could listen to Sean talk all day. So just <laughs> like hearing him like share stories is. I'm good. I'm good for right now. Okay, cool. cool. Thank you. This is good. Well, and you know, it's a fascinating thing when we talk about connections. One thing that happened in the time, I actually met a lot of people that I didn't know. Like I must and I met on like MySpace when I was just trying to, you know, <laughs> like I met a I met a good amount of people. You know what I mean? Like got Sean Hunt. I met him on Facebook. I met um Olo of the B Conductors, who I do a lot of events mm. with uh B battles and stuff. Um on Facebook, you know, he messaged me like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I, while I didn't keep up relationships, maybe with other people I knew, but I met a lot of people that I hold dear as friends, you know what I mean? And, you know, so it's awesome, man. But anyway, just, just kind of pull back on what you said. Yeah, no, no, it's good. I, so the, the, the question I had to, to enter into the production phase of the conversation okay, is if you could pick three defining beats, Sean J period beats, mm. That, that define your career and you can you can translate that however you like what three beats would those be uh i got my, i got my three for you but i want to okay. know what your three three are yeah i would say um artifacts right mm -hmm. because that was the song that i think as a producer no no man wow that, that's hard actually we asked the uh, hard questions yeah, no, no, for sure. Cause I have to think. <laughs> all right, I'm actually I'm gonna go back because I'm gonna I'm gonna say the one that that actually saved me for working at the post office <laughs> because mm. I literally had filled out the application. You know, my oh, dad's wow. a postal man, so it's like, you know, boy, you know, you up in New York, you know, you got you can't just be up in there, you know. And obviously they try they sending money supporting you a little bit. They're right, like, right. you got to get a good job, man. And I'm like, okay, so I had to follow that. But the, I have to say I'm gonna clump the mad skill, even though I did three songs for them. I'm going to clump that into one only because that project is what financially, you know, helped me to actually, because if I didn't get that project, 
I may not have really grown as a producer because it stopped mm. me from going to work at the post office and, you know, and it gave me a, a lane to really start walking in. So I'm going to say the mad skill as a whole. Um, then I'll say artifacts because I think mm. the artifact song was the song that it, it when it came out, you know, we just did it. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about that project. Well, I'm not talking about it now. So that yeah, project yeah. was so, um, it was profound for me because I, we were label mates, right? You know, with the artifacts and stuff on Big Beat. And, you know, they were having their successes with their first album and things like that. And then, you know, we ended up getting released from the label. Um, but we still maintain, you know, friendships and stuff like that. And I always wanted to work with them, right? And so when they were working on the second album, you know, I, I did my tapes and I, I just kept going back. So when I would send it, they were like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, this is not it. Not. But I was determined. You know what I mean? You know, my, the perseverance on it was like, and I would just, I kept coming back and they were like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not it. So, I mean, I submitted multiple, multiple times. That's why I ended up with seven songs on the album because oh, wow. it just, I became, you know, anything that's light in the room is just, it, it illuminates, but yeah. that same light could be harnessed into a laser and cut a diamond. And most people don't wow. actually experience like success in life because they don't focus. You know mm. what I mean? That's why multitasking Unless you're washing clothes or something and doing something, something is doing some other work for you. It yeah. really is. It doesn't give you the the um, the strength to really, you know, break through something. So yeah. I would say the artifacts because that was the song that I fought for too. Because the A and R was like when Tane did the chorus and he was like, oh, 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 I was like, that's it, that's the chorus, right? And the A and R was he was like, no, 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 what, what, like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's brilliant, like the simplicity of it. You know what I mean? So that's all. So that 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 would be two, and then um, I would have to say the Universal Magnetic mm. uh, single. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, because it it was the it was the thing that you know finally locked in with like an art. Like I locked in with the artifacts, so that was good, right? But then locking in with with most, and obviously he's super prolific in what he does, and I think he was a breath of fresh air at the time, and when I look back on it, you know, most producers, you know, they don't think about their success as tied, tied to anyone else. Right. And, but the fact remains that raucous, when we talk about just most, but also to the, the movement of raucous in that time, you know, as success really rode on a lot of those people who worked there, who decided to work those records and get those records heard and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, we, sometimes we end up not thinking like we did it, you know what I mean? But there's so many people behind that just said, yeah. we go celebrate these folks and maybe for monetary reasons or just we like this project or whatever, right. you know, but we owe our successes to so many people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would say those are the three long answers. So, no, no, that's great. So that last, last song, uh, can you tell us the backstory because I, for the universal magnetic, cause I feel like it features, it includes a bird and sure. the song, the song being the beat being denied by another group before. Sure, sure. Like, yeah, can you tell us that story? So uh, I was working with uh, the Bush Baby. So Mister Man, mm. I mean, and as a person, actually, Mister Man is probably he's such an unsung hero mm. in a lot of things because he he was the one who introduced me to most right um, okay. because most did the intro outro on the Gravity. So that's how I actually met him, and then. I found out years later that he actually introduced Talib and most. They were friends oh, wow. of his. Okay. So, so a lot of connective tissue comes through him. You know yeah. what I mean? 
So so they were finishing up the album, had um three, had the two intro, outro, intro, outro, and then two songs on there. So they were finishing up the album. We were at Battery Studios, Bob Power mixing, and, you know, we were just enjoying it, right? And met Dilla and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So oh, wow. I was like, um, I said, okay, well, I'm, I, they wanted to come up with a single. And so I'm like, I went, I went home that night and it was this bird that um, in the morning, I would always do my music like four or five in the morning. That's just was kind of my schedule. And this bird would always be outside the window. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to sample it. I always said I was going to sample, you know, put my mic out. So I put a mic out the window, recorded it. And, you know, because I'm always in the sound design and just, you know, just doing, just trying stuff. And so I put that in there and, you know, did the beat or whatever like that. And so it was the Bush Baby. So it was intended for them. But then when they rejected, it, it's like, good, but that's not the single. I think Poss ended up getting the single, that the one that actually came out. Right. And then, um, so then a couple of weeks later, uh, Mr. Man brought most to the house. And then we was listening to stuff and he ended up picking that, you know. And then, wow. um, you know, the rest is history. We recorded it at uh, Skeff Anselm's house. You know oh. what I mean? Um, and like the end. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, you know, you, you connect in all these things. Man. And then and then the intro, wow. I tell the story now. And, and at the time when you're trying to become a producer, you know, your insecurities are there. Right. So yeah, it just yeah. as a person, as a young person. And so most did the beginning. So the A, B, because anyone who knows him knows if he's around your equipment, he's going to be playing it. He'll <laughs> in, he'll go in. And if you have an instrument around, he'll barely walk in and speak to you. He'll come <laughs> over and like. I had some African instruments in the house and my road. He just, hey, he said it playing. I'm like, dude, we, we have to work, but that's just him. So he came in the studio and he just was the drum. I had my SP up and the drums were loaded and he was just banging around while we were talking, you know, oh. Skeff set up and stuff. And then he was like, do, 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 A, B, but he was rapping to it. And I'm like, all right, okay, we, 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 sh we should do that, right? Wow. And so then he basically banged it out or recorded it, the length of it. And then from there, he went back and yeah. rapped over it. So oh, he so did. He, it's the drums I had, but he just actually hand played them and recorded it. And then when he said, Sean J, make the party people feel it. Well, and then the beat comes in, you um, know what I mean? That I did, you know. Oh, I mean? that's so, interesting. I, I never knew that. So that was most on the drums at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's super cool. I have so <laughs> many more questions, but profound. What you got? Man, uh, I'm I'm stunned right now listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but man, brother, like it, it, it's you're in a room full of MCs already, and you an MC yourself. So, um, as an MC producer, I just wanted to know: do you do you find or do you feel like you have an advantage as a producer because you was an MC first? Hold up, my daughter can't hear me. Oh, you're good. We we welcome oh, no. daughters into the show. Huh? It's all good. We love the daughters. We got <laughs> we, we, we got about fifteen daughters represented in this call right now. Ask mommy. Most Ask mommy. Uh, thanks to profound. She <laughs> 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 she I trained her though because she in in the beginning she would just come down and just uh -huh. meet. She'll be talking before she gets to me, and I'm like, <laughs> I said, visually see me, and then when she she saw me wave my hand, I was like, all right, yeah. let me you know. She's in the negotiating as well. She tried to oh, negotiate. Oh, yes. We talked about that. It's funny because my daughter will come in, but she'll come in on the other, like she knows to come in on the other side of the room and she'll like hand me little uh, sheets of paper asking me questions. <laughs> right. Sorry, that's so profound. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As you were asking the question, <laughs> yeah. 
I, like I said, I, I was no longer laser focused on yeah. that with a broad light. And I, as I'm hearing her come down the step, I'm like, uh-uh. right, we are all fathers. So yeah. my question was, man, since um, as an MC, do you feel like you have an advantage as a producer because you were an MC first? Uh, for sure. You know, and I think that um, particularly when it comes not so much in the, the words that are said, but like cadence. Because right. I think as an MC, you you have your own cadence and then you have to you have to adapt your cadence to whatever beat you're rapping to or whatever. And I think as a producer, it just teaches you it, it, it really refines how you hear rhythm because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we're talking about um, beats or whatever. And that's instruments, you know, but the the voice is the I always said the voice is the final. If I'm doing a song with someone, the voice is the final instrument that. I could never have access to until that person comes and does what they do. So even when in doing production, I stopped trying to finish beats. I would just do skeleton stuff and kind of get it in the ballpark. And then when the MC would come, you know, they do it after that, I would finish the song after, because it's hard to say you go to finish the song without the MC. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to you have to cater like the breaks to it and stuff like so I think it just really teaches you um, really teaches about uh, understanding rhythm and and because a, a, a rap goes through so many changes it's like a journey driving in a car you know what I mean so many landscapes in one you know three minute section you know so yeah great question mm. though but it, it definitely definitely I think helps we had a, a- production question from Facebook earlier in the week from uh, a Braun tracks. He was asking about if, if you could share what instruments and equipment you were working with when you were making that's them or all the beats for that's them by the artist. Okay. Um, it was SP 1200 um, and uh, EP and Sonic EPS 16 plus. So those were the main, the main two a MIDI together. What in follow up on that was that the same instrument instruments you were using for Body Rock and Action Guaranteed off the uh, Lyricist Lounge yes, joint? Yes, yes, okay. the same, the same. Yeah, that beat on well, both of those beat Body Rock and Action Guaranteed. But Action Guaranteed, I must have listened to that thing like a hundred times when I first got the CD. <laughs> yeah, man, you, that man. beat, yeah, that beat is so. And and OC and Razcat, were you around yeah. when they recorded that, or was it? Just I like, was. What was I that was like? That fascinated, but this this is this this <laughs> where it gets into my uh because I had just like right after the, the with the Bush baby experience, you know, experience and stuff. So I grew up in the church when I was younger or whatever, but mm-hmm. never really committed, you know, whatever. And then um I became a devout Christian, right? You know, wanting in the stuff. And it started with the Bush babies, right? So I'm like born again Christian around all these Muslims, but they're fighting against e- with each other. Some believe in this and that. And so I was kind of left, but then the, um, went with the action, gar- it's funny, the action guaranteed, you know, obviously they were going for it. I mean, you know, OC, Raska, you know how they talk. And I, I just, I was, I remember being in the studio, I was struggling. And I'm like, because, you know, the, I, I respect where people are. So it's not a pushy gospel, right? But it's like, I just remember I called my dad and I was like, man, like, you know, I just I was young and I was like, just like, what what do I do? And my dad said that in a room, he said, you know, if a room is dark and you come in and just light a match, how much impact it has on the room. Whereas if the room is already lit, 
oh sorry if the room is already lit um then it has an impact right so it really that piece of advice just helped me to really settle down and just be in the moment with it these are people and and while i may not be agreeing with everything said we're here making this body of work i totally love these guys as as people you know what I mean? So it's like it, it was some redemptive qualities to it. And I mean, to this day, like I see um, mainly more OC than Razcast because I had just met him. But OC is total love, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it, it just really taught me. Um, it, it taught me a lot. And that song was important because you have to remember, it comes off the heels of, you know, the issues with like uh, East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. Things yeah. of that nature. Right. And you had an East Coast rapper. In the West, and I think it was designed that yeah. way by you know um, lyricist lounge, you know Anthony and uh, Danny Castro and all those guys like that. So to have them on it, that I remember being in the studio. How important that was that the fact that these guys are coming together doing the song. You know what I mean? And you know they did a great job on it too. Yeah, and I, I thought that was just the perfect pairing of MCs from the mm. different coasts because OC, I feel like OC and Raz Kaz in a lot of ways are, you know, some of the greatest MCs around, but they're kind of sure. unsung. They don't always get mentioned in those conversations, but they're both just right. so incredible lyrically. So that was just sure. a great pairing. So they, they did their thing putting that together. So the, the, the unsettling that you were feeling in that room, was it, was it based on the content? Content. Lyrical yeah. Content? Well, it had nothing to do with them as people, you know? Yeah. I mean, just... so, oh, go ahead. No, no, that was it. That was all I was saying. So, yeah, so I, I would love love to hear your thoughts on that now because I struggle with this myself. Like, there's there's hip hop music that I hear, and I'm like, wow, like the the beat and the way that they're flowing, the way that they're putting their words together. Like, this is incredible. This is a beautiful piece of art. And then I tune into what you know a rapper says sometimes. Like, oh man, I, but that <laughs> I don't resonate with that lyric at all. Right. You know that that seems kind of dark and not cool. Right. Um, so there's like this this tension, you know, even today when I listen to some songs. For sure. Do you feel that today? And like how, like, where are you in that that tension today? I mean, clearly that's going to be a tension. I think even with music, outside of music, I mean, you know, yeah, with the political course. climate, whatever, just yeah. everyone having an opinion. And I think that, like, I had to really just grow and learn that, you know, while you could disagree with something, like, go in go in looking for the components that that you do like right yeah. that are generally considered good like you could say oh i don't agree with what this person is saying but i love the his flow yeah. like most of the people i love that flow i don't agree with what they're saying yeah and even people that i've worked with i don't agree with everything but i love the flow like so i just i really learned to pick up the things that i liked about it so because if we go into things always picking, we could pick, man, there's no perfect person and we could go and pick people apart. But if you go into the, the, to the interaction, whether it be listening to music or whatever, pick out the things that you can celebrate about it, right? Mm -hmm. And then after that, you have, you qualified yourself to be able to stand in judgment, so to speak, or like, oh, I don't like that because you, you, you end up robbing yourself of experiences that, you could have if you're constantly oh, picking it apart. Now, certain things, if it's kind of overwhelming, you know, like I, certain stuff, like I'll listen to people. I usually just listen to people's albums one time just to kind of hear what they've done, particularly yeah. if it's a lot of cursing and stuff like that. Cause you know, I don't curse, you know, anymore. I haven't cursed in some years, except for when my daughter's raised the, the word and I have to kind of 
explain you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> explain it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Those are those are those, those are interesting moments. But um, but but you know, content, um, and, and a lot of people, let's say even the newer music, right? Like we're talking about trap music. Obviously, this is a boom bap thing, right? So we're talking about trap and but yeah. I mean, you have to think, man, like if we talk about we'll talk about trap and then kind of content like the stuff that they're doing man is really pushing it forward bro because it's like they yeah. took the 808 and saturated it like something that we would use back then they just took it as a as, a, as and played it like a baseline you know what i mean but yeah, then the yeah. content may be fluffy but look at the stuff that we grew up on a lot of the stuff was fluffy man it wasn't you know what i mean it wasn't <laughs> for the money like, it's only for the money you know what i mean <laughs> you know yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I mean, I think there's a great distinction to be made, you know, like you're talking about, like, you can find things to appreciate, you know, about almost anything. And uh, to focus on that, I think, has the ability to bring people together. If you start right. there versus start it, oh, I don't like this part, and, yeah, then, you know, yeah, it just you're going to come together. Yeah, it robs you of experiences. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's stress. It's too much stress in your system, man, just to like, you know, I mean, even with yourself, you have to like, not be that way with yourself you know right. what i mean like because yeah. we're our worst critics you know what i mean and yep. you know i'm guilty of that for sure but it's like you know you just, you just have to you know and you don't have to agree with everything like yeah. i think sometimes we live in a time where it's like if you don't agree at all then you're just shunned or like oh come right, on man. Right, like right. come on <laughs> it's yeah it's no, too I much diversity right you know? i appreciate i appreciate that perspective for sure i want to go back to production for a moment because there's something i've always wanted to ask you at some point, and you and you spoke on it very briefly earlier. At some point, your beats went it, to me to my ears. It sounded like you were not sampling anymore. Sure, I was like this. This but it has a sample feel to it. But I don't think this is sam- I think he played this or something. Right. Is that true? Was there a point where you stopped sampling, and and why did you make that move? Yeah, so. it, it's true. Um, two reasons. I mean, it's definitely true. So I was going through. You know, when you come to you, you're sampling like and I have nothing yeah. wrong with sampling at all. Like, but I knew that as we were getting to know, OK, what to use, what not to use. And, you know, the sample clearance at the time, it was like you're not dealing with the algorithms and things you're dealing with now that can yeah. pick out a Shazam can pick out anything. Right. right. So you were taught to, you know, certain things. It was the, the myth. If you use eight bars or if you use this, you could, don't have to click like whatever. Right. So we taught this stuff. And in, in underground hip hop, we run a lot of risk. We just like, oh, it's not gonna be exposed. So we ain't, we go use it, right? right? And I, two things, I, my lawyer, my lawyer came out of television. So at the time television, it's like, that's, that's the most above ground you can be, right? Because it's aired all over the country, all over the world for anybody to see. So not even in a musical context, but like, you know, let's say if someone samples Bob James, Bob James may not be listening to hip hop radio, college radio, whatever like that. But Bob James is watching a Ford commercial. Right. Right. Or watching a, a movie. Yeah. And he hears his, you know, Nautilus in there or something like that. So. So in, in the context, she was like, yeah, Sean, you know, you should you should consider, you know, not using samples. So it, it kind of planted the seed. And yeah. then also to um, as I was growing as a Christian, I knew what I was doing was, you know, I was, I was take, I was purposely chopping this thing up, you know, trying to manipulate it. I knew I was stealing, like it, it, I couldn't reconcile it. 
And I remember I read the scripture that said, let him who stole steal no more, but let him work with his hands that he may have to give to those in need. And it just broke me, bro. Cause I was thinking like, if Quincy Jones, summertime in the city, right? I have mm-hmm. it on the record player, Quincy Jones, I'm in the studio. Quincy Jones walks in. What is the thing that I'm going to do? If I didn't plan to clear it, do whatever, all of a sudden it's gonna produce a hiding in me, right? Yeah. Well, I would be like, oh, Quincy, oh, and tuck the record away, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So, and, and I realized that I wanted, I didn't want the tension of like, you know, is someone gonna hear this years later and then they'll get sued and just, yeah. oh, I just didn't want that. Right. You know what I mean? I wanted the freedom to be able to just do the music and let it be, right? Because any of the older artists, unless they, you know, pirated someone's songs or whatever, they don't experience that tension, you know? Right. They just played the song, right? Yeah. So it really was based around freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, freedom is the whole thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, and and if I do, you know, choose a sample again, I would clear it. And right. it's, that's freedom in that because you're yeah, compensating yeah, yeah. another man for his work. Right. So I just wasn't, and I was using too many bits and pieces, you know, to do stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to clear all that. Yeah. A company wouldn't even dare clear seven different pieces. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was already playing anyway, roads in the house and stuff, mm-hmm. creating sounds and stuff like that. So that, that's, that's really what it, what it um, base, was based around. Hmm. Wow. Profound. Iron Moss, any, anything on your minds? I'm still on this production. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm <laughs> yeah, still let's amazed. go, man. Come on, I'm brother. Just, so, yeah, man. Uh, okay, so do you do you find it hard until this is a question for you too? I owe you too because you produce as well. Trying to. Do y'all do y'all find it hard to write to y'all own to your own production? Shanja, do you find it hard to write to your own production? I find it extremely hard because my ears as an MC go elsewhere when I'm looking, when I'm writing, but my ears as a producer, like I can hear it better. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's weird, but, but I like, I find it, I find myself like it's more difficult when I've made the track and I'm actually trying to write to it. I mean, I'll pick it up lightly. I don't, I don't write as much anymore, but I know exactly what you're talking about because you are it's it's not you you were part of the the inception of it the process of coming and you it's almost like you you don't you don't get the experience of the elation of like oh when someone else plays you a beat right and you don't get the elation of oh man that oh because you've already gone through that when you're creating it right so i think it is more difficult to write to your own stuff you know what i mean so I, i would agree yeah, I've had the opposite experience in producing because um, when I make a beat, it's like, I I don't know. It speaks like I, I know how to write to it because I made it, you know, and like I often will make a beat and be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to write to this, you know, so I have mm. often had the the opposite. It's, that's fa- it's fascinating that both of you guys have a hard time writing to your own beat. That's interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird because I don't. As it like when I'm writing, when I'm in that mode of being an MC, like my ears want to hear a different producer than myself. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I mean, and I have ton, tons of MCs. I, you know, you got stuff, you know, I, and, and shout out to Long, shout everybody. It's, a, you know, B-Vax, like they like a lot of, a lot of my production they like. And I'd say to myself, they'd be like, man, you're not using it? I'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I'd, I'd be glad to produce it for you, but yeah, I just find yeah. it extremely difficult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Different strokes, you know? Yeah. I am so, Ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the one of the questions that uh, we kind of talked about this last night, Sean, is like uh, it got me to thinking how like how did you first how did you like develop your sound? Because remember, we said last night, like Dilla had his own distinct sound. It's like when you hear Pete Rock beat, you know, that's Pete Rock. When you hear Premier, you know, that's Premier. And when you hear Sean J period beat, you knew that was Sean Jay because you all had your own distinctive sounds. So how did you develop your sound? And what would you say to like myself, who I consider myself was still in the beginning stages of making beats? Like how did how would you mentor or counsel a young producer into developing their own sound? Like what what would you mm. what advice would you give to somebody who wants to develop their own sound and their own style? I mean, for me, it, it didn't. Um, it didn't start that way. I think, yeah. you know, we all start imitating because we get exposed to something that, oh, we like that. And I mean, you know, you see somebody with a, a you know, uh, a gray, you know, um, leather jacket. Yeah. I love that. I want that. Like we start out imitating, right? So imitation is good because that actually gives you something to compare yourself against. And if you are honest with yourself, you can see like. My stuff is not like his. And then you you want, but once you hit that level, um, at that point, you have to break off. You know what I mean? And you have to start really, once you get a certain skill level in the actual production, using the equipment, the, the doll, whatever, start to really delve into your ideas, the uniqueness, like your fingerprint. Not one single person in all of history has the same fingerprint. How amazing is that, right? Yeah. So from that standpoint, you have to, you have to actually force yourself to. But it was easier back then because it, it was like, you have to remember early hip hop came out. It was like the, the biter was the worst thing ever, right? Songs were done about it, right? Mm-hmm. So you come out of that mindset where it's like, you know, it's not cool to be like anybody else, right? And then you have, and then you listen to, you know, the the, the champions of the time. Pete Rock was not like Premier, was not like mm-hmm. Lars Professor, not like mm-hmm. Q-Tip. Like you hear your heroes not copying each other. They may have, may pull from a jazz resource or whatever, but I think it was just the time was a lot easier and and just inherently you were really being told, you know, without being told, you know, find your place, right? And I think that um, the only time that people really start doing is when they feel like, okay, this is popular and, you know, and, and it's not, look, I have no problem with someone, you know, like you do commercials, they want you to do a specific thing. If you don't do it, you won't get the gig, right? Mm-hmm. So you have people out there who are just cranking out trap beats or whatever they're doing. I don't hate that because that's just a decision. And most of the times the people who end up copying kind of the popular things are the ones who, you know, we see on the yacht and whatever. And then, you know, the people who are trying to keep it real, you know, end up you know, struggling, right? But in the process, I would say that that be willing to find your own space, right? 
your own fingerprint in your music and like really pursue it. Like, what do you like? Not what someone else told you like, and then wait your turn. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be the one that has the brown, the groundbreaking sound that we all been waiting for. How do we know that? Yeah. If you don't, as in, as we as individuals don't at least honor ourselves to what we want, not what the general you know group says. I like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, so who who were the who, when you first started out? Who were the beat makers and producers you imitated until you developed your own? Oh, um, I keep knocking stuff down. Uh, I would say, man, when I first started, I'm trying to think. Whew. I mean, it was like guys I probably didn't even know. What I like to say, Mantronics and mm. um, uh, got you know, uh, it was a it was a producer from Three Times Dope. I don't even know the producer's mm. name, but wow. it was like you know, like guys like that, like. You know, and I was just figuring my way around the drum machine. And then, you know, I started listening, let's say KRS One. I really do, I remember it broke my heart when I I, I remember um dun, 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 dun. I'm like, yeah, oh man, yeah, yeah, they yeah. had a they had a horror player come in and play it. <laughs> oh no, man. And then I was searching through a record and I heard it building. I'm like, Stanley Tarantino, I think. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> like, so but that that has I'm not saying anything about the sampling thing, but it, it's just like it the producers that I saw were like the early ones, like, you know, really, you know, like that's where I was starting to get it. But I had, I met, um, I mean, my sound after the group, after the beat nuts, like got people I was interacting with, they were carving their own thing. So I think I was encouraged to do it. And I remember I met, um, I had, I had through relationships with the Bush babies and then met, um, Ali Shaheed and you know, all these different things. Right. So, uh, I had a, the tape, it's funny enough, the tape, the beat tape that has, um, if you hunt, you can hear, right? Yeah. On there. So I, that that tape got into Q-Tip's hands, right? Mm. Through, I can't remember how, right? So I saw Q-Tip walking down the street on uh, Broadway one day. And I'm like, and I saw him, I'm like, he just walking on, on his own. Like, and I, I approached him, I was like, hey man, you know, my name is Sean, da, 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 whatever, whatever I said. And I said, yeah, you know, um, I, I heard, I know that you heard my tape or something. And then he said, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I like, and he said, he said, uh, cool. He said, but one thing you need to work on doing like more up-tempo stuff or, you know, whatever. So the thing is wow. to, even, even after you quote unquote, think that you have a sound, you still have to be willing to accept yeah. some responses, like, you know, yeah. to see how you can refine yourself. You know, you have yeah. your diamond, but it's facets to it, right. you know? Right. And you know, it's so it, I, I just would say, find, find the sound. But if you don't want to make a sound for yourself and you want to do carbon copy stuff that will get you work on the Drake album, whatever that, okay. That's your decision, bro. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. so you really have to decide what kind of producer you want to be a yeah. hybrid, a totally unique guy yeah. with only an obscure group of fans or <laughs> pop, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely would consider you a hybrid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like a lot of own, different because you had your so. own unique style. Like, in a, and I always admired the warmth of your beats. Mm -hmm. Like, you could, it was like you cooked them beats up with love, man. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it just had yeah. that feel to it. You know, yeah. like just the, you, you just saying the story about how most just came in and did that part. 
I never I never knew that part. <laughs> you know saying that we because we talk about that. That's like my first introduction to you was that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I have to give a lot of love to when you talk about the warmth. And thank you too, brother. Yeah. Um, no from a from a I mean, a lot of times we're engineering that stuff now, but hmm. the unsung heroes, I mean, like Duro, who in you know, Desert hmm. Storm, he did Jay-Z, Empire State. I mean, he did some crazy stuff. Hmm. He they were the one like we have the sounds right but they're the ones who in there really taking it to the next level bob power took their beats to the next level like so a lot of times that's why i say even there's people who we get because that name is on it oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) my elbow gets to this phone we um we get you know our name is on it but like their name too but it's like that that's the thing i think that that um we just have to make sure we're talking about giving roses. Give a lot of those folks the roses. And yeah. that's what I miss too about music now. It like I want to see credits. And maybe that's just because of our age or something like that. Mm-hmm. And most people just want to hear the song now, right? They don't care mm-hmm. who really did it, except for the top line artist or the singer or something like that. But I would love to be able to like, you know, um demark who did what and be able to yeah. say, oh wow, he did that. And he did that. Just like even you asked the question about um, you thought I did something with Black Thought. Now, you know, in, in the whole J period, Sean J period thing. Right. So, you know, um, and I respect, you know, J period. I mean, we had had a little thing early on when I started realizing it, you know, because I thought I thought it was like, oh, man, it's coming, taking taking the name, you know, and I, I hired my um, lawyer. And like, you know, cease and desist and stuff. And he was like, yeah, you know, she said, you know, he wants to talk to you. So I realized like he wasn't trying to um, take the brand, you know what I mean? And because that was right around the time I was pulling back, like when I met MC mm-hmm. Till, right? So I was kind of away and then he comes up and then he's kind of working with the same general native tongue yeah. kind of group. So it just looks like I just did like mad skills and dropped the mad and right. became skills like you know what i mean because it was a trend so um so in the process of that you know we came to an agreement you know coexistence and stuff like that and it is cool and and i respect i mean he is an amazing guy what he does his mixtapes and yeah you know and and the beats and stuff i mean he, he so i i wasn't into like taking a man's work away from him yeah just so, you know what i mean so was he just was he always j period like was that his? I don't. I don't know. Thing? I just know him. I just okay. knew him as that. But I also know his right. name is Joel. So I'm like, all right. He, I can see where the J at least came from, right? Right, right, right. So, <laughs> but I, I got the sense he he knew who I was. But I just I didn't get the sense that it was like he was poaching on me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so from that standpoint, and he obviously was building his track record. And I'm like, dude, it's all love, bro. And then we we just have to we agree to clear it up yeah, when it, when the cool. subject comes up. You know what I mean? Because we don't need all so. Yeah, no, I wonder if it was uh, advantageous to you. I, I mean, I wonder if, you know, your name got into more people's minds because of Maybe. J period. You know? The J period brand, yeah, you know, may have you expanded. And, and it may have kept the 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 general J period thing right. a lot. Oh, like, I, I agree with you. I agree. Because I, I am sure there are plenty of people out there that are like, oh, Sean J period's back. Like, he's doing his thing. Like, yeah. this is Sean J period. Never even knew. Probably still don't know today, but now they know. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, watching this. So, yeah, yeah. So you've worked with a lot of legendary artists. You mentioned most stuff. Um, what was it like working on the Black Star album? Ah, uh, Black Star. So obviously we were on Raucous, and you know, 
Um, we I'm try, I, the time and I get I get off. I I think we did uh, Body Rock. I see. I mean, I I, see, I was in an interview and I mixed it up. So I'm I'm sorry. I, we'll stick with this. Okay. <laughs> so Black Star um, was a project. I guess that Rockers wanted to put them together, right? Talib and, and most. So you know. I remember we most was in California working on some type of movie commercial something out there. Mm-hmm. So Raucus flew. So most was in California. Um, Raucus flew. Talib and I we flew from New York on Tower Air, which is a defunct airline. I think it was the remnant planes of Pan Am. It was just like one flight, one day, going out and one flight <laughs> back. You know what I mean? So uh, and we went out there, and then High Tech uh, flew from Cincinnati to. Um, they flew him out, you know, to California from Cincinnati. So we all, the four of us met um, in California. And then we started working on the Black Star album. Um, and a friend of our, Kendra Ross, her uncle had like a home studio somewhere in California. So we, we started there. Some of the songs made it, had to be re-recorded or whatever like that. But um, we were the original four hmm. because I was considered most producer. Uh, high tech was considered Talib's producer yeah. and I was I was showing uh, IMS last night I say if you look at the album cover and this is credit to the raucous folks you know Tim uh, Rowan and stuff like that and the other folks who did the, the album cover like if you look at the album uh, Black Star album cover it's most and then Talib but down below it's a little drawing you'll see a picture of me and and myself and um or high tech and myself next to underneath them oh, wow. you know I and I forgot that. about that until somebody I, yeah. went to the look the national um the the black history museum in in dc and someone because i guess the, that cover is in the museum like in a section you know like you're talking about popular art music or whatever like that yeah. and wow. someone someone sent me the picture i forgot about it and they sent me and they and i'm like oh yes that was there so but if you wow. looked at you can you can see it, it obviously it's a drawing or whatever like that yeah but um, I never knew that. Until I didn't know that either. Me last night, I said, "Wow!" It blew yeah. my mind. Yeah. I was like, "That's been there all that time." I did <laughs> not know that. Yeah, man, and and it, it was good though, cause um, to cause tell you know we talking about Cincinnati, right? Yeah. So high um, tech, high tech. I hadn't seen them in a while, and uh, a producer uh, that I work with, uh, Kelsey, young guy, you know, just made amazing yeah. producer. We went out to uh, Cincinnati. I think. I feel like it's like two years ago, maybe, maybe a little bit more, but it, it was a new uh, Cincinnati Funk Fest was out there. Oh, so yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. Black Star was headlining, had high tech, Eric Badu, all this stuff. So I'm like, you know what? When have we ever gotten together in, in the same space, right? So I was like, okay, all three of them are going to be there and I just need to get there. So talked to my wife. I was like, you know, I just want to go out there. So we, we flew out there. Just, um, flew out there for a day, really. Came right back the next day, but we went there. Um, high tech knew I was coming, but most mm. and Talib didn't know I was coming. So, mm. so high tech got us in. You know, had backstage and stuff. And I remember most was in the in the um, the green room, dressing room, whatever. And so, and I hadn't seen him in years, other than some random sightings in New York on the streets or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I walk in, it was like he was getting his hair cut actually, you know, to cut his hair. And the, um, it, it was love, bro. It was like, it, it was a moment and we ended up taking a picture, the four of us, you know, like after the thing, it, it was just, it was good, man, because just to be the original four on the project and, you know, other guys, people did stuff, geology, 
Um, yeah. Bunch of people, Super you know cool. what I mean? Um, J. Raw, stuff like that. So it, it, it just was, it felt good, man. You know what I mean? And that's why yeah. I say like the relationships, you know, even though you don't talk to people as much, Talib, I would see more than any of them. Right. Yeah. But um, it's just good to, you know, to reconnect with people. So, yeah, for sure. Another group that you worked with that we all love here is Smith and Wesson. Uh, and, and this is a really interesting question from uh, our Facebook feed from Lex Pierre. He, he wants to know, did you feel any type of way when BCC reached out to you for production following their separation from the beat miners? Did you feel intimidated having to following, having to follow them? Mm. Okay. So did you, you even think se- about it? Their separation from the beat miners? That's what yeah. you said? Yeah, that's the question. Following their separation from the beat miners, did they ever separate from the beat miners, or or did they just I mean, not use the beat after, miners? After myself, I don't I don't know that. Um, I think that was more. I think that was more helter skelter. I well, I guess the question is like, you know, they reach out to you for production, mm-hmm. and and you know the caliber of production they've had. I mean, the beat right. miners are iconic. But the thing is, did you, did you I got any in type away? The, the thing is, the beat miners actually got in there through them. So oh, it wasn't yeah. Uh, That's so cool. so really it was um but because we had a um a road manager and and I, I start giving her the props in the interview on uh, Joey she's out of Chicago too right so she um she was that road manager and she was the one who introduced me to Mr Man so that was a connection and then she also oh, introduced wow. me to the Beat Miners right oh wow so so in that process I would go over their house um in Bushwick. Same guy, just sharpening and just, you know, like sitting at the feet of these guys. I mean, these yeah. guys are, you know, and, and learned a lot from, you know, E and Mr. Walt and stuff like that. And, but baby Paul was, was, I guess he was part of the B minus too. Right. So it wasn't, right. it's, it wasn't just the tour. It was like baby Paul, maybe another guy, but at least baby Paul. So baby Paul had did uh La Fly, La Fly, Skorska, Right. Mm. And so from that, from that, Paul and I were connecting. Right. So, Paul was the one who really said, hey, check out Sean. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and then E and them were like, oh, yeah, yeah, Sean. Like, you know, so it was like the, the double entendre. It was like, hey, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then when I went up there, you know, um, Drew High, Buckshot, all of them did just a lot of love, man. You know what I mean? And um, and that was it. So it was no, it, it definitely, to answer the question, I got in there through. <laughs> through them. Months, yeah, was yeah. It a, I don't and know I, what happened after that, but you know what I mean? So. I love that beat, the, the, the beat that sets off that, well, they were Coco Brothers then over the lawsuit with the Smith & Wesson, but I love that how they set that album off, and that's your beat right there. That's super mm. dope, yeah. Hey, that's the one with um with uh, Professor X. Plan? X. Professor X, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's on there. Yeah. I, I love how they set that album off. And, that and was that fascinating, beat, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a fascinating was, session with that. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, we we with the keys, like I, that was one of those moments, man, where you're like, "This is that guy," like you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know. So um, yeah, and then obviously the the help to scout the thing. You know, I did a couple of things. So help to scout the yep. place to be. You know, um, that was great working with them. Like you know, yeah. just their presence, man. And they're I'm not a short guy. You know, five ten. 11 but they're taller right yeah so and 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 particularly rock it's like and it is it's like their presence man yeah. it's like you know it's amazing <laughs> man and then you know um yeah so it, it was great they, and then I, they had the offshoot groups with like illinois when they did mm-hmm. like the, the album so 
that was that was I, I love that that project too. You know, you talking about still for the people? Yes, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. I did a song for Illinois. You know, yeah, that's a dope song. I was listening to that yeah. earlier today. Oh, yeah. That got that got me. To, that was like kind of the one of those songs that the one thing they did. I was I was learning how to play bass right during that time, mm. and they and they. It's funny, man. I'm not a bass player in there, but just my nature of experimenting and sound yeah. design, trying to create stuff, would bring my bass in. Man, it was sloppy with the string and but you know i would loop it or, or take it a right. sample or whatever and then um and with the illinois thing with the go ooh, 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 ooh. so i was like my mouth i did it and then i would oh that was your mouth yeah yeah definitely oh wow just, i was just doing all kinds of, I, I love um i love doing all that stuff so but, you know, but that reminds me of that remind me of uh uh the, the big brother in Beach Street. He used to walk around with the he always was recording sounds and things. Yes, like that. <laughs> that is true. Yes, yes. <laughs> so now yeah, I, I love that man. You know, I, I love that. And I mean, I'll I'll just use this to just mention the um what I'm doing now too with the sound design. So you know, launching my site drumstacks.com. Like I've been working on it for a couple of years, and um. It's, I mean, it's a labor of love, man. I've always been doing sounds. I mean, like the artifacts. I took the refrigerator grate to the studio and got Duro to put some effects on it and recording the um, the train ride, like Return to the Wrong Side. I recorded the train ride from Brooklyn to Manhattan and it's underneath the song. You can oh, hear, wow. you, know, you know what I mean? So it's like, I just love like organic stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. But um so, so that's something I'm really excited about now. And that's the main thing I'm doing. I'm not producing. I'm like providing sounds for producers, but then doing, um, it's been over a couple of years, man. Like my lawyer, um, and Elmine, we share all share some of the same people and stuff like that. And, you know, Elmine's, he was, is prolific in, you know, the sound design game, you know, yeah, one of the is. real originators that, yeah. that really made it popular and was exposed to it. But I was like, you know, I just wanted to do my own thing really experiment you know stay in, stay like there's some amazing stuff out there rucker collected all kinds of stuff right but i wanted to do the same thing i'm talking about when you ask me about the bird but like make it you know some people won't get that right but i, I wanted to do it where i could still experiment without having to get into like the sales it, it has to be sales because it's a business but right. i decided i was just after a couple of years just doing it like 39.99 just one time you know yeah. what i mean so yeah, go ahead. No, you're good. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, just just saying that. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's just the one price, and then from that point, being able to, um, you know, continue to experiment without having to keep saying, "Hey, like this, like this." You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I think it yeah. works good for the people buying it, and it works for me because it gives me the freedom. You know, because that's my whole thing, man. Freedom. What right. what's gonna give me mental freedom? What's gonna give me musical freedom? Yeah, sound freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wanted to ask you about how, how, like what happened to, to get you to where you are now as far as doing the sound design. Because you said you're not doing as much production now, but you're doing this the sound design. So what was that transition like and why did you make that leap? Yeah, I, I, I mean, the thing that, you know, oddly enough, it, it, you know, being having pulled back when I mentioned DJ Olo um, in the B conductors down in the DMV area, when he contacted me for to come down, he brought me down just to judge a beat battle. You know, I would hear about the um, beat society, you know, but I wasn't really in the scene, right? So right. when I got around producers, right? And it was just like, 
it was like a fish in water, bro. Like I, I like uh, general musicians, but I love producers. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? And so, and I just saw like, okay, wow, these guys are doing it. And it wasn't per se to sell a record or to do it. It was just like guys becoming brands themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it made me realize like how much I love them and like, and, and how can I contribute? So I will contribute through advice, right? Yeah. So it's really sound design and advice. And the thing is too, like, you know, giving the advice, but I realized like these guys, you know, just get, having something unique. So the beat battle, judging beat battles, I've done ice standards and all kinds of stuff, you know, masters yeah. of them, she all, and being around the producers and seeing that this is the thing that they need, you know what I mean? Cause me as a producer, even if I'm not producing, but I still buy stuff. Like I told you, Mac has stuff that I haven't even like messed with. It's like, I, I think we're, we're like raised to have, an equipment sound addiction mm. when we get started, man. It's like right. we buy stuff and, and it doesn't even necessarily make us money. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, but but the sounds and stuff, producers will always need sounds. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just it's just the nature of it. So that the beat battle scene is what got me really wanting to actually not just do sounds for myself, but yeah. do it for others, you know? Yeah. That's neat. So you you realize you noticed that you had a love like for these producers and you wanted to find a way to to serve these producers. Yeah. And it started That's through cool. advice. Like, you know, like yeah. what we do it now. It's just, you know, and I, I love this. Like, you know, um, I mean, people try to monetize it, but I, I I just love talking about, you know, just sharing what I what I know because that's the one thing that that we're missing, I think. We get it. We talked about Clubhouse and you know, people, you yeah. know, um, giving advice and it, it's important man because i think that the the reason why just even natural heritage of people and stuff like that is not passed around we don't go talk to our grandparents enough but like it's history yeah. that we're missing out if someone doesn't share it you know and you're not gonna pick up everything someone says and it's fortunately we have it documented through podcasts you know recordings and stuff like that right but i just think that um you know, people, you saw that, you know, you're OG or something. And, you know, in the beginning, I was like, you, you don't want to feel like that. Cause you feel like someone's trying to send you out the pasture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. Like, you know, I still right. feel like a, a iceberg. I still got a lot below the water, you know what yeah. I mean? Ready to go. But you also have to know your lane too, man. It's yeah. like, I, I, I think I'll get back into production and I think I'll, I'll probably have some of my better work, but mm -hmm. I have to honor where my passion is, you know what yeah, I mean? And my yeah. passion is really not necessarily, you know, cooking up the whole beat, but like doing things that can inspire people, you know, whether yeah. it be through advice or through sounds and hear some, hear what someone else does to, you know, like, <clears throat> like profound was saying, like sometimes when you're hearing your own stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you just view it differently. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you just want to hear what someone else's approach is, you know? Right. And, and that, that's the thing that fuels me. Cause I'm like, I didn't realize it was so many producers. I heard Ilman say on something, he said, there's a million, there's at least a million producers in the world, something like that. And I really like this, some basic calculation on the mat. And I'm like, that is true because you know, it, we were, we were hindered by equipment before when we talked about the SP and the EPS yeah. and stuff like that, unless you had the money to buy it or the ability to rent studio time or go to your you know your, your man's house or something that has the equipment you know you were prohibited from making beats now right. people have laptops and DAWs and 
you know, sounds and stuff like that and, and controllers. Like yeah. it it just it fueled and I think it's great. I mean, it's a lot of yeah. like, cream rises to the top. It's a lot of milk in the pool for sure, right? Yeah. But cream, we all know that <laughs> something when we hear it, it's like, man, yeah. that you know what I mean? But I right. I love the fact that any and everybody could just pick up um a DAW. And it's not about selling a record, bro. It's about expressing yourself. You know what I mean? Like, cause live musicians play to express themselves. You know right. what I'm saying? They want to get paid from it, obviously, but it's not always necessarily go generate money. And it's still, should we not express ourselves musically on art because it doesn't generate money? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So no, no. yeah. I feel that, man. I, we, we could talk to you for, for uh, all night about your stories and everything going on. Um, but we don't want to keep you here all night. Right. Uh, I do want to turn into this segment called One Word, but before hey, uh, I, I do that, say, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. Say, Profound. You said right. You thinking about that that meal you cooked? <laughs> <laughs> you said, no, 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 right. no, no. I said right because I actually like I got some uh, after behind the scenes questions and all of that, so I'm like, yeah, right, because I got some stuff I want to ask because you you didn't well, intrigue. Oh, okay, no, I yeah. thought he, I thought he was going for that. that, that <laughs> man, I had me, man, I hadn't even ready. thought about it, man. This it's gonna be ready, man. <laughs> it's gonna be ready. <laughs> But before we go into the one word, I I, I did just want to see if anyone in the room, uh, Profound Aramas or Neville, if you had any last questions before we. Uh, I, I know just, I, I never knew that you worked with Helter Skelter. So me yeah. being a big Sean Price fan, what was it like to be in a session with Sean? Because I know based off of interviews I've seen, I know he's funny, he cracks a lot of jokes and he's sure. got like, a, a huge presence but what was it like for you to work with sean to work with sean p yeah their personalities are different but sean definitely is a, a jokester like yeah. the one thing about him he i think out of out of the group he just naturally made me feel welcome like you know what i mean like it, it was yeah. and i think because we shared the name sean too any sean mm -hmm. knows like you know you, you get into spellings of sean and stuff yeah. like that but but he um it just was all love. Even years later, you know, someone told me stories of, of him referencing me, you know, we had common friends and stuff like that. So it was like, he definitely was a welcomer, you know what I mean? And, um, great voice, great. And, and that was really before he really locked into the Sean Price thing. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. He was just, you know, um, Ruck, right. you know, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. he, he really came alive as he started to, to, you know, unfold. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like MF Doom, like you yeah. know when he was with um, with what was the group that did Peach Fuzz? I can't can't remember Candy. the name. Candy. Candy. You know, but as yeah. they 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 got out and they really started spreading their wings, and that's what we talk about the fingerprint, right? Mm -hmm. Like you start off in a certain thing, and then you kind of start to really blossom. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but yeah. but they're, they're great guys though. Right, right, right. That's, that's fresh. Cool. Profound anything? Oh no, 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 Good. man. I'm soaking, Good. I'm soaking it in, brother. <laughs> so I, I did want to ask you one final question. I, I know you um you've you've done other interviews before, and in all your interviews, is there anything that people never ask you about that you're like, man, I, I wish people would ask me about such and such? Ah, now that look, you threw that on me. That's that's a hard one to answer. Like, yeah, that's like that requires like like going through calculating. Um uh or just anything about your life that you're like, man, I, you know, people don't know this about me, but I'd like them to know. Yeah, gosh, man, you, you caught me out there with that. 
<laughs> I told you we asked the hard questions. You, you call me a, that. That's that's a hard one, man. Because I mean, look, I mean, I, I try to be um, in the interview. Like, it's funny enough, man, dude. I actually was scared of speaking in public, bro. Like, oh, really? Yeah, growing up, like you know, what I mean, it's just kind of the, the behind the scenes kid and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And then I went to um, when I went to college, uh, VCU in Richmond. I remember taking a public speaking class. You know what I mean? Just as an elective. And I remember the whole having to get, it was like, oh gosh, man, my stomach churning. And they mm. teach you the whole thing. Look at the clock in the back of the room or, you know, the, and you know, that the, the nonsense was that picture people naked, and da, 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 whatever, whatever, <laughs> the crazy, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it, that didn't work, but it, it was just like, it really <laughs> challenged me. Um, it challenged me, but I think that, that in the interviews, like this helps me to be real because it gives me, you know, I'm not sitting around talking about, like things I like or whatever, but it like, it actually helped me to start expressing what I think, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and it's, if I'm being interviewed, I'm talking about something by myself, but I'm trying to right. also say something that may impact someone else or help. Like, you know what I mean? I use it as an opportunity to, um, to say maybe some things that I learned that are not music related. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, what I mentioned about the expectation thing and stuff, you right. know, my pastor said that, like, you know, just like things you learn, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, from business, you know, working in business and stuff like that. And it helps me, bro, because yeah. it just, I, like I said, my natural bent, I love being around people talking, but my natural bent is to be on my own. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, and it, and it could be a fault, you know, because yeah. you need people, you need these yeah. conversations, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I appreciate it. I've, I've noticed you, you drop little gems in there. You're talking about the light and cutting and the focus and all kinds of different little gems you've dropped in. So I appreciate that about you. Yeah, it's not right. just all about how great I am. You know, you just yeah, come nah, across right. very humble and, and you know, a uh, very kind person, very kind soul. So I appreciate cool. that. Yeah. Thank you, man. So, yeah, man. No doubt. No doubt. So I, I did say we asked the tough questions here. This is probably going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. I'm going to show you an album cover and I'm going to, you know, say the name for the podcast viewers. And you just say the one word. First word that comes to your mind. Can I do uh, compound words? You can do, com <laughs> yes, compound words are allowed. <laughs> and then if we need to talk about the album further, we can, all right? Okay. So here's the first one. And this one is, is a crowd favorite here. This one gets used a lot because we all love it. So it's the Low End Theory by Tribe Called Quest. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one of the titles off of the album, The Business. The Business. Mm. <laughs> so can I explain that? Yeah, yeah, please do. The business. So, the I business, love that song. The business actually is funny enough. That that song when I talked about I came to New York to be a rapper, right? Mm. I heard the song before I came to New York. But when Diamond D was talking about one of yeah. um, talking about producing, and he was right. talking about make cheese about a couple of G's. Right. In my mind, I'm thinking like, I'm coming to New York to make success as a rapper. Yeah. I'm right. thinking about making money as a producer. So I actually learned that production is has value from mm. that song <laughs> oh wow so the business <laughs> the business that's, that's a great song all right next one we're gonna fast forward to a whole different era this is to pimp a butterfly <laughs> by kendrick lamar oh man um a four words it's a compound it's a sentence <laughs> breath of fresh air <laughs> <laughs> yeah why how so why that why those four words because I mean, he he took in the in light of you know all types of music coming out. He went he revisited 
really, I think what a lot of us appreciated about coming out of the native tongue groups and stuff like that with the jazz and, you know, having like um, Kamazi Washington, I think something like that, yep. played throughout the whole thing, like the conceptual nature of the album. It just was a, it just was a brilliant masterpiece and the album cover. Like it just, yeah. but I, I just think it was like a breath of fresh air in 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 the midst of everything that came out and it was like it was just well thought out you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah so a breath of fresh yeah. air compound yeah i remember someone uh we, we talked about this a long time ago when we had kaz meta on the show and i remember a producer saying if you just even if you took kendrick lamar off the album and just listened to it musically it's it's a phenomenal album which it I've is never, i've but, never heard that album you gotta hear it man it's really good really? are you serious I've never heard that. I'm being dead honest. Well, you got your I've homework. I've never heard that album. Oh, gosh, I think bro. You're, I think you're in for a treat, Io. All right. Hey, man, I have to... What? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him, but the only song that I've heard of Kendrick Lamar is... Uh, what's the one song that I like? Uh, oh, I can't think of it right now, but... um. Oh my god, I can't. It's on the first album. Mm. Um, but it Matt. was like one of the singles. Like that that's like oh, oh, man. I can listen what? to that song like a hundred times, man. Like you gotta be ashamed of yourself, man. <laughs> hey. Like, I'm I'm more in the, I'm more in the cut than you are, man. And I'm hey. like I'm I'm still listening to Body Rock, man. What can I say? <laughs> I'm still listening. I'm, tell you now. I'm still listening to Ultra Magnetic. Come on, man. Oh, man. No, no, no. You trying you, you try to like divert this thing and try to No, get no, I'm being honest. I'm I'm being I'm being totally honest. I'm still You have your to, homework, bro. I yeah. do, I do. Gosh. <laughs> All right, here, here's the next one. See if you remember this one. This is Hip Hop Independence Day, Volume One. Remember this one? Oh wait, 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 wait. Do you remember? I can't this? read. Hip, it's Hip Hop Independence Day, Volume One. And if you look on the back here, there's a Sean J. Hey. Period signature. Sean oh period. man, you remember uh, this joint? This was put out by Nervous Records, DJ Eclipse. You had a joint on here. What was the joint name? Uh. Let's see. Wisdom Life, Matt Fingertip, yes. and Sean J Fruits of Labor. Uh, okay, oh, I love that song. Love perfect. that song. <laughs> that, you remember this um, joint? Okay. One word. Now I remember. Like the cover, I just didn't recognize the cover. Yeah, yeah um, no, it's it's been a while too. Uh one word. Um mm. ah, gosh. Transition. Nice. Mm. Because that's when that's when I was like starting to um, that was after most and you know, all of that stuff. And it was like wisdom life was an artist that I was working with yeah. uh, at the time, Matt fingers and you know, all this stuff. And it was, um, it was just when I was starting to like try to figure out the sampling thing. It was, I was just going through a lot. It was, yeah, it was yeah. really trying to figure out what, you know, am I rapping now? Am I still rapping? Am I producing? What kind of beats am I doing? Like, you know, transition, but it was fun. That, that, that album was fun. All that right, song, so, like we did a couple of those versions, different ones. So. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. yeah, all kinds of stuff. I really like that song. So this is the next, this next round, uh, the for the next one, I'm gonna show you two albums, and I want you to tell us which one you like more. All right. Okay. Which okay. And, and there's been, it, it's kind of equal online. I think. Well, I, we'll get into it, but we've been talking about this album online for the last few days. So these two albums. 
Okay. So which one do you like more, sound bombing part one or part two? Oh my goodness. So a sound bombing one, I think I was involved with, right? If I remember. Yeah. That's that's um, got the 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 most deaf, Talib. Right. Universal. Interestingly magnetic. enough, I'm I'm probably gonna lean to two because that's the one with um oh no on it, right? No, um, that was that was from Lyricist Lounge. Oh, oh what am I thinking? Oh, oh, yeah. All right, the sound, you know what's up? I don't necessarily know. Sound Enough Mama about had that, that Eminem um, joint on there, didn't it? Many men, yeah, yeah many men, yeah. many men. Yeah, I'm gonna say, um, <sighs> see, I don't know, I don't know all the works on there like by by heart. So I'm just gonna go with the album cover and say two. <laughs> hey, that is a that is a dope album cover though. Yeah, album cover, <laughs> dope, bro. So all right, last two we got mm, Gravity by the Bush mm. Babies. Ooh. Yeah. Um trajectory huh why so uh because it literally changed my trajectory of you know with that album meeting khalil you know mm. me through joey as i mentioned um yeah. introduction to most um which in turn actually literally took you know my career which was going but like it it took it in a direction more north you know what i mean it was yeah um so it it definitely the relationships that came out of that you know we're talking about today. I mean, I have a picture yeah. of this guy from that mm. album. Wow. You know what I mean? I met him in the studio for the first time with doing that. You know what I mean? So that's what I say, trajectory. Right on. That, All right. That album, that album right there is not talked about enough, in my opinion. Yeah. I got introduced to that album on the humble. I was riding in the car with a friend of mine and he was listening to it. He's like, You never heard of the Bush baby? And the next day I went and bought that. And I was like, wow, that album is phenomenal, man. Like from front to start to finish. That and the compliment they album. they they honor their their um you know uh island tradition, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and and that's the beautiful thing. All of them were different. Like, you know right. what I mean? And to see them perform, I mean they were they were just amazing, man. So wow, I never saw them rock. So yeah. they're all West Indian. All three of them are West of, Indian. Of this, I think uh Khalil Trinidadian. Uh, Lighty, Jamaican. I'm assuming, uh, right? And um, uh, yeah, I think so. Lee, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, Lee may not, not be, you know what yeah. I mean, but I think so. And you, you did a few joints on there, but my favorite, one of my favorite beats of yours, is Melting Plastic on that joint. Ooh, oh man, love that's, that beat. That sounds so cool. Yeah, it I is. have to go back and listen. That's, day, that's a beat I did. Um. Yeah, you know, just be. Yeah, I have to go see. Got, that, this got, is beautiful. I need to go back. Look, Imos, you need to do new homework. I need to do old homework. Here you go. I got you. I got you. Before the uh, Facebook police get us, this this joint. Remember this? Ooh, that's so so cold. Can't dude. hear it. You don't hear it? Oh yes, yes. That's me singing in it. <laughs> so that's you singing? Yeah. Oh, yes. All right, we can't play too much right now. All right, oh, joint, dude. All right yeah, I love that joint. All right, that's <laughs> La- yeah, last bro. one is that's them. Uh, uh, the artifacts. Um, let me think. Uh, um, I said the word earlier when I was describing, but persistence, because persistence. that, but because how I persisted in to the point of getting to the number of songs that I got on there and just the love, like how they, they didn't just shun me. Like I, they knew me, but it was just like, all right, keep coming back. Like keep like, you know, they didn't settle for anything that they didn't want. 
you know what I mean? And also that album actually was starting to break out, do some experimental, like use more sound, just how it was programming yeah. and just, you know what I mean? So Man, I, I remember getting that, um, you know, obviously they had their first album, but their single on this was um, The Ultimate. I think Baby Paul did it. Right. And anyway, I remember getting it off the strength of that song because I love that song. And I right. remember getting it and opening up the, you know, the packaging, looking at inserts, and I saw Sean J. Period all over it. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be a super dope album. <laughs> I already know. Thank you, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, it was it was great, a great album with them. Yo, yeah. till that's that's it. No more, not the other album. No more albums. <laughs> that's it. Did you have one? <laughs> I mean, I can give you one more if you want. Not the uh, what's up with the uh, Talib Kweli and Mose. Ah, I didn't have that. I didn't have that one. Oh, oh okay. hey, sorry, sorry. the Black Star. But we can just say that one word comes to your mom when you think of Black Star. Ah, uh, Black, Black Star. Star. Um, what I am? I would say um, prolific. You know, mm. because it, it was just like them coming together. You know, obviously in the same wheelhouse per se, but. To hear them together, like they made, yeah. they, they by themselves is great. It's like, you know, a parent coming together, you know, and, and birthing a child. Like I always say, our children are our better selves. Mm-hmm. They look better than us, everything about us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, you you know it's true. You can see some parents, man, and their kids are just amazing looking. Look, us as parents, we look all crazy and stuff like that. And like, how'd you, how'd you birth that kid, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, but I would say like the what they birthed was, um, you know, was amazing. So prolific, you know, their, their child lives did it look, but I'm, I I would love to babysit the child, but now they passed it on to Mad Lib. So, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I mean, look, interesting that's, to me that they didn't go back to, cause I, I see high tech and now you, cause I didn't even know that you did. I see you all as, as black star. A collective, yeah. not just yeah. most and and Talib. So that's very but, interesting to me that they wouldn't. Yeah, but I think it's gonna be it. good. I think and and yeah. that's I think that really that's one thing with most. And I mean, people people know him know like you know he to what Talib too. Talib works with all kinds of producers and stuff. But most for sure, like when he locks in on you, you're in him for for the time. And right. then like he worked with Minnesota on one of the projects. Yes. Like yes. you know he locks in and then right. he move on and you can't take it personal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to just like, okay, he wants to create another piece of art. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so that, that's the thing. Like, I think that when, what they come up with is going to be great. You know what I mean? We'll love to be a part of it because I'm not really producing now. I'm yeah. probably not feeling it as like, Oh man, I'm not a part of it. Like, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So, but, um, would love to be, Hey, yeah. <laughs> Was no, there- I can pull some stuff out. Was there uh-huh. an MC that that you never got to work with that you were like, man, I wish I would have got to work with? That's that a great question. Oh, that's um, a great question. An MC, man. See, I don't want to. I don't want to say like the. I mean, obviously, some some big artists and stuff like that. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna do this a lot, a big artist, but it's just I love the kid. I'm gonna say Jay Z, and not just because most people will want to work with Jay Z, but because of just how he literally, almost like Kendrick, in the sense that he approach whatever beat he's rapping on, he's going to 
be that. And I heard he just mainly freestyles and stuff. Like he doesn't even go in there, right? He just kind of, you know, maybe go through it and all right, save the part. You know, that's that's what I heard from it. But um, I would say him not because he's popular, but just because I don't agree. Like I said, I don't agree with everything he says, but as an instrument, as a vocal instrument. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's always going to deliver. You know what I mean? Even on songs that you know are like, ah, beat wise, like, ah, but he delivers cadence and, and he, he just masterful at that, man. So you have to honor that, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So how do you, do you like people to follow you online? Are you online? Uh, social media? Yes. So um, I'm on actually on Facebook and um, Instagram at Sean, S-H-A-W-N-J period music. Okay, cool. And so then, those two, not on Twitter as much, but those two. And but you Instagram, it. I'm mainly on Instagram. I, I need Instagram. to look. I need to get my Facebook game up. Like I feel like <laughs> I left my face. That started on Facebook, man, and then Instagram got me hooked, man. I was like, you know, <laughs> so I was like, you know, but I need to, need to come back to my Facebook, folks, what, man. Just, you know, hey, what, what, what young? You have a young child. You'll be on TikTok soon. Oh man, shoot! You look, they tried to get me. I thought about it, bro, and I'm like, I, it's just like. It, it's all work bro like gosh yeah. man just because when i'm on social media man and this is i built i started on facebook and the issue that i'm personally having is just i get so into it and yeah, it just yeah. sucks my time because i'm yeah. like i treat it like people are really there like right. yeah so I'm, i want to interact with people and then before long i'm like oh man and and i love interactions i mean that's how look that's how i am I, and i met we're yeah. interacting online and then we take it offline and, and I can't right. take it offline with everybody. Right. But right. It's like, I'm interested in people, right. Yeah. And what they're doing. And I find like, it starts to distract me from things that I know I need to do. Yeah. So I, like, I, I, I haven't been on Instagram in over a month. Now I don't know if it's good for my algorithm, but it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it like, might be I'm good for your soul. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> And you said drum is it drumstacks.com spell everything spelled regular? Yes, but yes, okay. drumstacks with an S. Yep. Okay, drumstacks.com. Yeah. And it's cool. I mean it's live, but I'm actually um the sound, the first set of sounds I'm uh like finalizing and then you know tidy up the site and we're ready to rock. You know what I mean? So the the site is there. We have we ran a contest at the end of last year. We go, you know, it's gonna be fun, man. I'm 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 enjoying it, bro. I'm just like it's just fun for me to do it. You know what I mean? Cause I've been yeah. doing it for myself and it's just, you know, see what people do with it. So. Right on. Well, before we get out of here, you know, we always have to do the shout outs cause it's not a hip hop show if we don't do shout outs. So we'll, we'll leave Sean J your shout outs will be the, the final word of the night. Uh, so profound. You got shout outs tonight, uh, man, just a couple man. Shout out, uh, Chicago, Bolinbrook, uh, my boom bap chat brothers till IO Neville. Brother Sean J. Period, honor to meet you tonight, man. Shout Thank out to you, you too, as man. well. And uh, man, you know, them six them six children of mine, man. Uh, <laughs> Amir, Zakir, Ariel, Rosalina, Daima, and Elijah, man. And man, that's it, bro. Right on. Iomas, who you got tonight? Man, shout out to my, my, my beautiful wife, uh, my mom back home, my family in Chicago, my family in Detroit. Um, uh, my brother Dante, the Negro League, uh, my brother Ron, what, what's the irony? And, uh, uh, my man Taiwan Davis from, uh, Culture 45 and my Boom Bap Chat brothers, you know what I'm saying? Just definitely, man, shout out. Sorry I was late. Um, 
and just want to give my roses to my brother, man, uh, Sean J. Perry. Not only it's always great for me when you a fan of somebody and then you meet them and they cool, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They're just amazing people as well as amazing artists. So you're definitely that. And you just been a great brother, man. I, I value our brotherhood. I don't see you as a friend no more. I just see you as my brother. Sure. So but sure. I really appreciate the brotherhood and just many the many conversations that we had. I learned so much from you. And uh, I just value your input, man, into my life. You know what I mean? Because you knew me when I was single. And we had conversations about marriage. Sure. You know and now I'm married. It's like, it's amazing. So... I appreciate yeah, you, man. I'm glad you was able to do this. You know what I mean? You too, man. Oh, Thanks for the invite, too, man. Appreciate yeah, no it. Doubt. No and doubt. then reconnect with MC Tell, man. Yeah. Yeah, wow. day. <laughs> yeah that was crazy when, when I met you because it was, I didn't know. I didn't know what you looked like. I only knew your, your work. And uh, I was like, oh, shoot. I'm talking to Sean J. Period. <laughs> this is crazy. Man. And you're super cool then, super cool Thank now. You, uh, Neville, if you're still with us, Neville, behind the scenes, any shout outs that you want to give us? Yeah, the boom bap chat review. <laughs> the boom bap. Uh, yeah, everybody boom bap, boom bap. I'm really excited. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it, man. Peace love to everybody. I'm out, right man. on, man. And, and uh, coming through. Appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Neville. And I just want to give a shout out to everyone that's been tuning in. We got a lot of people watching tonight. My man, Kaz Meta, Sean Anderson, Lex, Abron. Uh, who else did we have here? We had Rick, Stax, a lot of people, uh, Clement, Deldrian, Lavelle. So everyone that's tuning in to the show, really appreciate you all tuning in every Thursday. Big shout out to Beneficence, who's going to be oh. next Thursday. And has a new album coming out. Also has a book coming out about his oh. life, how he formed his record label. So we're super excited to chat with him uh, next Thursday. Same time, 10 p.m., also, shout out to all those folks in Clubhouse that are uh, joining us on Tuesdays for the Boom Bap Chat Clubhouse edition, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Appreciate y'all uh, being there. And last, but certainly not least, uh, obviously, shout out to Sean J. Period. Sean yeah. J. Period, thank you for being here tonight, man. Of really. course, man. Thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you give the final words, the last words. Any shout outs you want to give, take it away. Uh, shout outs. Uh, shout out to your brothers, obviously. Brother MC Till. Uh, profound Iomas and my brother behind the uh... <laughs> <laughs> Neville behind the scenes. <laughs> like, as soon as we start going, he's like, I'm going to behind the scenes. <laughs> um, uh, Kelsey, producer working uh, B Conductors, um, Record Collective, uh, Richmond, Virginia, my folks there, New York, my wife, daughters, you know, um, just just appreciate everybody, man. All, all high tech. All, all the people I work with, you know, L, uh, Matt Fingers, just a bunch of folks, man. Just really appreciate this opportunity to spend time with you all. This has been great, man. Great. You all are great interviewers. I mean, make you feel comfortable and, you know, and, you know, you do ask some some interesting questions, you know, stuff. <laughs> you get a little some of the same. Right. But it's like you the way you you bring it out, man, is like um, it, it's real. It's just really good. And I like having multiple, you know, not just one host, you know, yeah. still, but, you know, profound asking the questions and I am also, obviously we know each other. It's like, you know, profound. I feel like, yeah, we, we have to get to know each other now. Man. We so will. Feel, yes, sir. Feel free to, um, I am also giving my info, yeah, you know, sure. to, just, sure, my, no, just text me and stuff first, you know I, what I mean? And that way we, we could just build offline, you know? Okay. Word up. Yeah, yes, yeah sir. man. But thank you all too. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. No it. doubt. Thanks, man. 
And on that note, we say peace, 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 peace. Profile, get them wings. <laughs>